Welcome to the Tigers Only Podcast. This podcast is going to teach you about fitness, nutrition, lifestyle, and everything in between. Today, I wasn't actually not on this podcast. Kelly and Nick rocked it out for y'all. We had a lot of stuff moving, a lot of moving pieces. Um, we're running a free challenge this week, the four days of Christmas challenge. We had a lot of new clients on board and ready for 2021 to slay. And our coaching is filling up quite fast, honestly. We do have a limited spots available, I think in total, maybe like six spots left um, on all coaches rosters. So if it's something you really want to start your new year, right. And work with a team that gives a shit about their clientele and it gets results from actual science-based approaches and not just some fad diet, make sure you click the link in the show notes and apply for coaching. And someone will reach out to you to book a consult call to see if it's a good fit for us to work together. We'll also offer you a lot of value on that call to make sure you know more leaving the call than you, than you did coming in. But today, Kelly and Nick got into um, COVID Christmas on gave you some tips and tricks to get through the Christmas this year with all the restrictions, regulations, depending on where you live, it's going to be different from person to person. But if you take these tips into COVID Christmas, you're going to have a great year. You're going to enjoy time with your family and you're not going to throw your progress off track. So take notes, implement, and we'll catch you on the next one. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Tigers Only podcast. We are live today with Nick and Kelly. Caleb is taking one off. So we are going to kind of work through this COVID Christmas season, holiday season with all of you. As you all know, it's been a weird year. And I think the biggest phrase of this year is like finding a new normal and, you know, unprecedented times and things like that. And this holiday season is no different as we all know. So Nick and I just wanted to hop on today, talk you through a little bit of, you know, what we are expecting through, you know, this holiday season and give you some tips to get through it and to navigate through what we are calling COVID Christmas. So Nick, how are you today? What's going on? Not a whole lot. We're just busy doing a lot of team stuff, got a lot going on. So we just kind of wanted to hop on here and share some uh, some tips and tricks with you guys from a lot of things we've been experiencing through ourselves and through clients when it comes to both eating through the holidays and staying on track with your quote unquote diet and exercise, just because I think it's important all the time, especially, but during these unprecedented times and um, really just holiday seasons is when people tend to fall off track. So giving you guys some easy to follow um, strategies on kind of keeping with your routine throughout these times, because they, like Kelly mentioned, are not normal and it's especially abnormal this year. So it takes uh, some new measures to be put into place. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I think it's so true that the holiday season is such a struggle for so many people and we have this new year, new me mindset going into the holiday season where we say, okay, January 1, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get back to it. I'm going to get my shit together. I'm going to exercise and eat well. But if we can navigate through the holidays and stay in our routines, stay choosing good food options, stay exercising, stay active, all of those things, then we're just setting up for ourselves up for success in the long term anyway. And, you know, that new year, new me mindset is really hard to stick to anyway. And so if we can make these lifestyle changes and maintain through a really challenging season, we're just, you know, like I said, setting up ourselves up for success in the long term. Um, like Nick said, like this year is expected to be harder than ever. And it's been hard on a lot of people for a lot of different reasons. And one of the biggest things I see as a dietitian and I'm sure Nick, you see this with your clients as well, is a lot of emotional eating during the holidays. And, 
you know, I think this year more than ever, it'll be more prevalent because emotions are high this year, whether it be from financial stress, whether it be from boredom because you're at home a lot more than you're used to, or, you know, even just sadness because you're not surrounded with family this year. You can't travel and do things you typically would. Um, so I think that's kind of what I see foresee for a lot of people this year in the holiday season is the emotional eating aspect of things. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think it's important to realize too, like a lot of times people fall off on one track, whether it be exercise or nutrition, and then they'll just be like, oh, well, I'm already off track on one. So I might as well kind of skip this week for the other as well. And so it kind of turns into like a downward spiral for a, from a day to a couple days into a week of, well, I didn't follow my, you know, my nutrition plan or I didn't work out these two days. So I might as well take the whole week off, which is where I think the like traditional American holiday season of Thanksgiving. And then almost a month later you have Christmas and then you have that weird like week gap between Christmas and new year's. And so people take that Thanksgiving day off or whatever, and then it turns mm -hmm. into a whole month. And then it turns into you've been off track for a month and then New Year's comes around and you put all this pressure on yourself to kind of get back on track and probably to an even more extreme um, like philosophy. And it's just really hard mm -hmm. on people because they've been kind of just letting loose for a month and then they're like, okay, well, I'm going to cut all sugar out of my diet on January 1st. And it's like, right. well, that's not going to work because you've been eating a lot of sugar, which is okay, but that's not a, in my opinion, a smart way to go about it because it just kind of takes it from zero to a hundred. And that usually doesn't work in any sense. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's so true. Like you said, it's like this downward spiral in the six weeks of the holiday season from Thanksgiving day through new year's. It really is. We're constantly surrounded by things that we typically wouldn't be. And even though this year we're not going to holiday parties and maybe not traveling and things like that doesn't mean the temptations aren't there. And I think more so than ever, there's more there's more temptations surrounding us. I was just at the grocery store and that's somewhere that for the most part people are going to, unless you're doing delivery or something like that. But all of those like holiday treats are out everywhere and it's so tempting. And then, you know, you buy them and then you have them in your house and then you're here by yourself. So you're like, okay, I should have one. And then you have two and then you have three and it is this downward spiral. But I think a lot of it during the holiday season is linked to these emotions because what else am I supposed to do? I'm sitting in my house. I'm bored, kind of lonely, and we're not celebrating Christmas like we typically would as a big family together. So it is kind of a slippery slope that we go down. Um, and I think the other good point you made is that week after Christmas before New Year's, that is such a key week in this whole thing, because that's like your last week of indulgence before January 1, where you really get back on track. So I think that's almost the hardest week of the whole holiday season, because it's that weird week when you're like not really sure what to do with yourself. And I think that's when a lot of people do give in to temptation. They're like, okay, let me take this last week off of going to the gym before I'm there like seven days a week or whatever it might be. Yeah, no, I think that's a really good point to bring up too. Um, so how about we kind of give some value here and we each go through maybe two tips that we use with our clients or with ourselves to kind of, you know, enjoy yourself throughout these times, but not go completely overboard when it comes to eating and, you know, keeping food around or whatnot. So yeah. if you want to go first or I'll go, it's up to you. Yeah. Okay. I'll go first. So I think 
My first tip would be to stick with your morning routine. We talk about morning routines a lot with our clients and the importance of it, really grounding yourself at the beginning of the day. And I think that in the holiday season, it's really easy to get off of a routine because you might have more days off work or you're already working from home. So your, your week's looking a little weird anyway. And I think sticking with a morning routine is key. Whatever that looks like, it looks different for everyone. Um, but I think one key to it is staying off your phone for at least, you know, 10 to 15 minutes right after you wake up and really just grounding yourself, writing down your to-do list, your affirmations, things like that, your gratitudes. And, you know, I think the key there is the gratitudes this year, because I think it's easy to get caught up in all the negativity of this year. So it's important to look back at what has been good this year and what the silver lining is and all of that. So I think that's my first tip is sticking with a morning routine. Yeah. I want to touch on that as well because Mm -hmm. I have a morning routine and I was really, really good with it for a while. And then after some time, it kind of became something that I would do parts of, or I would skip it here and there. So I actually just redid it on Monday this week because it was something I realized like I like when I do this. And when I don't do it, it's because it's too long. So I shortened it a little bit. So even if you have a morning routine, it doesn't need to be the same exact thing that you first set it as. Like it should be something that you kind of adapt and evolve with because if you plan it out and you don't do it, then there's not much of a point in even planning it. But if you make it something that's, let's say three things instead of six, you're going to be much more likely to actually stick to that. And it's going to be a good start to your day as opposed to, oh, well, I only did four things out of the six on my morning routine. So like today's already off to a shitty start. So kind of setting yourself up for success by creating an easy to do morning routine, and then maybe you build on it from there. Yeah, definitely. I think that's a really good point. And you don't want to make it too daunting for yourself because then, like you said, you're already off on the wrong foot to start the day and you're like, oh man, I'm already off track. Like, what's the point? What's the point of making good food choices and things like that? So yeah, making it really easy for yourself and something that you can stick to is super important to, you know, just start your day off right. Um, yeah. And I think my second tip is moderation is key in everything. And I say this all the time. I talk about balance a lot with our clients. So we actually had a client, um, she sent me a message this morning. She had a Friendsgiving this weekend. She was pretty worried about it. She's a newer client. So, you know, she's still getting into the routine of things and making these changes to her lifestyle. And she asked me like, Kelly, what do I do at this Friendsgiving? It's a weekend long thing. There's going to be alcohol. There's going to be food. There's going to be mostly higher calorie, higher fat, higher sugar, higher salt foods, pretty much everything we're, you know, trying to stay away from. And I told her that, you know, and so she asked me, do I go in and just do small portions? Do I avoid it? Do I not drink? Like, how do I handle this? And I told her, you know, that moderation is key in everything. And that if she wants to make this change in this lifestyle change long-term, she has to learn to indulge without overindulging. And so she actually sent me a message this morning, or I guess it was last night. And she had a lower calorie option for alcohol. That's a win to me. And she had half of a cookie and she said, this is my moderation at Friendsgiving. And I think that's perfect. And you know, you can have the full cookie and you know, things like that. That's not really what I'm worried about, but learning to indulge in moderation, especially in the holiday season, I think is key because if you restrict yourself totally from everything, you'll just come out on the other side, craving it more and you'll end up overdoing it, which is what we see not just in the holidays, but really the whole year. So 
that's my second tip, moderation and everything. And, you know, it's okay to have the higher calorie options, but just to keep portions small, to indulge in what's, you know, really your favorite kinds of things and to, you know, not over restrict or anything like that. Yeah, I 100% agree. And I actually had the same exact thing happen. I had a client, she messaged me. She's like, I have three different like parties this week on like Thursday, Friday, Saturday. She's like, I know the food there's not going to be great. Like, what do I do? And I kind of told her like, what I would do personally is mm -hmm. focus on getting protein and vegetables on your first plate. That way you're full because obviously like there's going to be healthier foods. There's going to be not so healthy foods. I was like, just make sure that you put your first plate with things that are going to be filling and things that you want to eat as well. And that way you're less likely to go overboard on the second plate if you do get one. And on top of that, like pick one dessert that you just like can't not have. You can't pass up on it because it's like a mm -hmm. one time of year thing. I was like, do that. Take one home. That way you kind of don't feel restricted completely because it's one of those things like, especially if you're going three days in a row and you bring home half a pie from all three parties because people <laughs> are going to try to send you home with it. Like, like if you have it around, you're going to eat it. It's just a like matter of time until you give in. I'm the same way. So I think that keeping, you know, like you said, like making it a lifestyle, like, yes, you can have your one night off, but when you make it a three day bender of eating <laughs> all you can, like every time, I think that's where people get into trouble. So that was kind of my advice was like, make your first plate, your best plate, and then you're less likely mm -hmm. to overindulge on the second plate and with dessert. Yeah, that's so true. I'm totally guilty of like sending people home with leftovers. Like I'm the queen of like making something like last weekend when I saw y'all, I made, I wanted one cookie. Like that's all I wanted. And so I made cookies last Sunday and I was Nick, Caleb and I had a work day kind of thing. Um, we got together and just, you know, did some brainstorming. If you follow us on Instagram, you saw the good brainstorming session on the whiteboard where we were super focused and ready to go. And if you haven't seen it, check us out on Instagram for sure. But I made cookies. I wanted one. I ate the one and I brought the rest to Nick and Caleb. And I was like, y'all take them. I, I'm the queen of doing that. Like I just want a little bit and then I send it home with everyone else. I do it to my friends. I do it to my family. I'm like, get this out of sight, out of mind for me. And y'all have it all because I yeah, don't need it. My mom's the same way. Like freaking love her. But yesterday I came home for like an hour just to say, Hey, and she's like, here, I made three different kinds of cookies. You want some? And I was like, no, because I know for a fact, if I take those home, they will be gone by tonight. Like, yeah, I don't have the willpower to do it. So when I go grocery shopping, I make my list and I stick to it because I don't, I know that I'm not going to be able to resist it if I have it. So. Yeah. I'm, I'm totally the same way. My dad sends me home with stuff too. I'm like, dad, I would never buy this for myself, but it's so kind that he, you know, he got me yeah. this like chocolate covered popcorn stuff. And I was like, oh, it's so sweet that he bought it for me, but I'm like, I don't need this. So I ate a little bit and I ended up throwing it away and that's terrible. But I gave a little bit, I made like a Ziploc bag to our security officer downstairs. And then I was like, all right, it's gotta go. Gotta get out of the house. But, that's smart. Yeah. And you at least didn't just like waste it. So good. Yeah. Okay. So I kind of just expanded upon your two points, but those were also the two things I was going to mention. Yeah. So um, I guess we can kind of move into like, lifestyle habits and exercise when it comes to this kind of thing, since we just kind of covered nutrition. So I think my number one, like tip when it comes to getting through these times with your exercise goals still in mind and still being consistent is to kind of find like how you're going to put those calories to work. So like, especially for me with a more weightlifting background, like that's what I do when I train, when I eat a ton the day before the workout the next day is like absolutely phenomenal. So 
I'm like, okay, well, yes, I ate a lot today and it was Thanksgiving day, for example, but I'm like, but my workout tomorrow is going to be the best workout I've had in a month and I'm going to make sure of it. So kind of making sure you put those calories to work and that way they're not just like kind of weighing you down, but kind of building you up at the same time because you can, you know, get a little bit better workout in when you're that fueled up. So I think my first tip is like, you're going to eat the food, so make it worthwhile and make it something that you give, you know, back to yourself with, if that makes sense. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. It's funny because you do come from such an exercise background and that's not even something I would have considered, you know, because to me, I know that food is our fuel and it's what, you know, gives us our energy through our workouts, but you're so right to take, you know, the calories we consumed, even if it was more calories than we typically would eat and put it to good use and knock out a really amazing workout the next day. Like at least you're putting it all into a good place. And I think, you know, to shift the mindset and think about it in that way, instead of feeling guilt or shame or whatever it might be for a little bit of overindulgence during the holidays is a really key aspect to all of this and to getting through this season. I mean, like we kind of talked about the emotional eating side of it, but you can kind of channel that emotion into like, damn it, I'm going to get a good lift in because whether you're mad at yourself or like sad that you ate that, but as long as you kind of overcome that and transition that into fuel, both for your mind and your body, I think that's an important way to think about it, which is a shift I've made that really has made a big difference in like kind of how I view my workouts the day after maybe I go out and drink or the day I, you know, go crazy on a Christmas or Thanksgiving day. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I think kind of seconding second to that point would be making sure that you, kind of find time to make your workouts a priority Mm -hmm. because I think it's super easy. You know, we have all this time off work around this time of year, you're with your family and whatnot, but um, kind of letting people know like, Hey, I need an hour today to myself. Like whether we go shopping or you're making food, like I just need an hour to go for a walk or go to the gym, Mm -hmm. do whatever I got to do because you know, I think your family's going to support that or your friends that you're around if they really do care for you. And if that's something that's important to you, then I think that's something that they'll accept and they're not going to like, be mad at you like oh you said you'd go shopping with me it's like okay well I'll go shopping with you in an hour yeah so I think kind of prioritizing your own health instead of putting it off is another like mentality shift that I've made that people now just understand as a part of like me just because I can relate to myself easily Um, and I think that's something that's important to note because otherwise you're going to put it on the back burner and be like well I have to go shopping and then I'm too tired to go to the gym but if you kind of flip the script then you're feeling energetic and good after your workout and you're going to have more energy to go shopping with and things like that. Yeah, definitely. And I think even if you're spending this holiday season, you know, at home alone in a way, then it's still important to prioritize that and to set aside that time to put your health, you know, as your first priority. So even if you're like, binge watching Christmas movies all day on Christmas Eve, putting aside that hour of time where you're, you know, getting up, moving your body. It doesn't even have to be an hour, but putting aside that time to make that first priority and make sure that you are, you know, either getting a workout in or going for a walk or just moving your body in some way, it's important to put that first. And it is a shift in the mindset. And, you know, it's, it's all about putting yourself first and doing what's best for you and for your body. And even if you're spending the holidays alone, it's important to make that first priority as well. Yeah. And I think another thing I want to touch on before I kind of make some closing remarks would be that Mm -hmm. I think people underestimate how integrated your physical and mental health really are. 
-hmm. Like I know for a fact, even my parents call me out on it. Like if I don't work out for two days or even just go for a walk Mm -hmm. or something, I'm a absolute like shithead. Like I'm just a grouch. And my parents will be like, call me out. They'll call me out, which pisses me off even more. They're like, you're in a bad mood. I'm like, yeah, because I haven't lifted a weight in two days. Yeah. Like it's not just the energy part of it. Like I think the, obviously there's like the science behind it, but the endorphins that are released through this kind of thing Mm -hmm. and just the way you feel when you both feel like rewarded and self-fulfilled because you pushed yourself to do something that you probably didn't want to do in the first place when it comes to like a hard exercise session. But that integration and symbiotic relationship that both mental and physical health have is something that I find, especially in the winter and around this time of year is something that people kind of put off and think about it as like separated, but they're so connected that it's important to kind of understand that, you know, without one or the other, the other one is going to lack as well. Right. And making that a priority because it's going to affect you in both ways. So that's just another thing I kind of wanted to bring up because I think a lot of people don't think about it that way. Yeah, definitely. And we keep saying this over and over, but emotions are running high this year, you know, regardless of what emotion you're feeling. So the more that we can, you know, do things that mentally get us in a better headspace, the better off we're going to be. And I think it's been like that really since March, you know, everyone's been struggling with their headspace and their mental health. Not everyone, but a lot of people have been struggling with things like that. So, you know, that relationship between physical and mental health is huge. And like you said, I think we downplay the impact that, you know, they have on each other. So to make sure that that's priority so that we can feel our best and, you know, just move our body so that we can, we can, you know, be in a better headspace than we have before. So. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think we kind of touched on some really good points. I kind of want to leave um, the listeners with one last thing and then you mm-hmm. can give your closing remarks if you want. But yeah, I think the, the biggest thing for me is kind of understanding that this is a time of year where you're probably going to fall off track for a day or a night or a meal or a party. Mm-hmm. And that's totally okay. And I'm not saying by any means that I'm perfect. Like I, I picked out on Thanksgiving day and I probably will on Christmas, mm-hmm. but it's the mentality of, okay, I did it it's over. I'm not going to punish myself for it. And I'm going to get back on track on the day after or at the next meal. Because if you let it spiral from, okay, I'll put it this way, one bad day or one bad meal, not going to ruin any of your progress. But if you let that one bad day spiral into that bad week period between Christmas and New Year's Eve, or that six week period between Thanksgiving and January 1st, that is going to set you back a lot further than you probably want to or think it will but if you kind of live in that mentality of, okay, you know, I ate a lot tonight, I'll wake up tomorrow, I'll get back on my normal dietary patterns or habits or whatever it may be, or I'll exercise tomorrow. No harm, no foul. If you ask me like that one day, that one meal is not going to do anything negative to you. It probably is going to be positive if you look back at, you know, the way your life's been going the last couple of months, but letting it spiral into something that it doesn't need to be is where I think you'll find that you see those negative results. So using the tactics and um, techniques that Kelly and I just kind of talked about would be some really simple ways to kind of formulate your own plan and kind of formulate how you want your, the rest of your year to go uh, would be an important way to think about it. Yeah, definitely. I think that's a really good point. And I think, you know, as far as my closing remark for this whole thing is that, you know, you are not alone in feeling that this year has been weird and crazy and stressful and lonely and all kinds of craziness, but that, you know, we are almost to a new year. So we're just going to keep trucking through this year and hopefully turn the corner. Um, and that, you know, 
it's especially through the next three weeks to prioritize yourself, to prioritize your health, your mental health. And, you know, we'll, we're all going to get through it together and we're all kind of feeling weird this year. And, you know, regardless of how you're spending the holidays that, you know, you're not alone in feeling that this year is off and that, you know, the, hopefully these tips and tricks that we've kind of talked about and the things that we just like posted on our social media and things like that. We hope that these help you get through the holidays and, uh, We'll, we'll all get through it together. So uh, I think my last question for you, Nick, is what is your favorite holiday tradi tradition? Like, do you have something you do with your family or like something, what's your favorite part of the holiday season? Um, I would say aside from getting everybody together, since that's not going to happen this year. Yeah. You put me on the spot. I know. Okay. I'll tell you mine. Okay. So I, love watching the Polar Express on Christmas Eve. That's like my favorite, make a good little like holiday cocktail or something like that. So like some spiked hot chocolate or something like that. Um, and watching the Polar Express. It's like my favorite movie, favorite Christmas movie. Um, so yeah, that's my favorite. I look forward to it every year. Do you like dance and sing along with the hot, hot chocolate song? Yeah, of course. It wouldn't be the <laughs> same without it. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> I have to. Um, I would probably say... Like this kind of kind of sound cheesy, but like kind of giving back to people, especially my parents and my grandparents, because they've yeah. grown up such an like integral part of my life that kind of mm -hmm. having the opportunity to give back to them. And especially mm -hmm. now that like I'm a little older and actually have the money and like the mental autonomy to buy them gifts that I know they've been asking about, like hinting at, um, yeah. it's usually a really good thing because they've given me so much and giving back to them is something that's fun, like as an occasion outside of just their birthday. So I would say yeah. just kind of getting in that spirit of which should be a more normal thing, but of kind of giving back to people. So, <laughs> yeah, I love that. That's perfect. Well, we hope you all have enjoyed this podcast live with Nick and Kelly. We miss Caleb, but he'll be back later on in the week. Um, I also wanted to let you all know that we are launching a challenge um, today and it is a free challenge and we'd love to have you join us. Caleb and Nick and I have put together, well, the, the guys have put together the workouts. Obviously you don't want my workouts. Believe me, they're, <laughs> they're not very well thought out or very productive probably. Um, but some good workouts and some good teachings, a Facebook group for a community. Um, we're really looking forward to it and we hope you'll join us. And if you'd like to join us, check us out on social media. We can DM you the link as always like us, give us a good review or a bad one, whatever you feel. <laughs> And, uh, Going off that, uh, <laughs> the show notes have our Instagram handles in them. And I know in Caleb and myself's Instagrams, the application is in our bio. It's that link. If you want to click on it, it takes about two minutes. And then shoot us a DM saying that you applied. That way we make sure we don't miss you and can get you in before the challenge starts tomorrow. Yeah, perfect. All right. Well, we hope you all have a good week. We appreciate you listening. And we will be back soon with another episode of Tigers Only.